0: I'm sitting in the subway station Manhattan is my destination Mm. Traveling on that dirty train Each day I live is much the same And I think what can I gain Living in this endless game Homeward bound I wish I would Where my heart is lying, home, oh, where my
1: destiny waits silently for me. Okay, we're back here at uh, Nefesh Benefesh in the uh, offices in Givat uh, Shaul and Yushalayim. This is part two of our interview with Liz Bernstein, who is the uh, manager of the North American pre Aliyad department here at Nefesh. Uh Nefesh Nefesh can be reached at, at nbn.org.il or at 8664 Aliyah. They are the sponsors of this great program called Homeward Bound. My name is Egal Siegel and the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every week to give you as much information as possible about making the move to Israel. Liz, welcome back to our program. Thank you. All right, if uh, the people who have listened to part 1, I hope you have, <laughs> but you can listen to part 2 anyway. even if you haven't. But uh, part one, we discussed uh, a few different aspects of what the steps are in making Aliyah. Liz, uh, you described uh, um, planning versus process, that there's uh, planning in terms of where you're going to live and and figuring out where um, it's best for you and your family to be, process being the actual brass tacks, this is what I have to do in order to make the the Aliyah move. So we discussed uh, last time, we discussed in terms of the process we discussed the meeting with the shliach of Jewish Agency and filling out the application on the Nefesh website. Uh, we were in the middle of discussing actually finding a shipper if you're going to use a lift. You had mentioned that it might not be the best thing for everybody to bring a lift to Israel, but if so, people who do bring lifts, um, I, I think one of the things that people have to understand is that um, this is you know we're so into our luggage now being under a certain amount of weight, but when it comes to a lift. It doesn't make a difference how heavy this stuff is it makes a difference how big the stuff is Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay (laughs) That's right. and uh for example if you have dresser drawers you want to bring a dresser make sure those drawers are full of whatever you want to bring it doesn't make a difference it can be iron bars if you want Mm -hmm. i don't know if you want iron bars but that's you know everyone has their preferences but i think that's important for people to think in those terms because i remember in our process uh, like we had a like a, a stender a lectern which we brought and the new movers were about to wrap it up. We said, one you you're going to wrap it up. Let's put toilet paper in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or let's right. put you know whatever we put in there." Um, so, are there any other you tips? Yeah, they, they sell make? Costco toilet paper. Yeah, I know, you know. I know they do. Now, this, this was this was uh, again. You have to be <laughs> like in the room. Yeah. And you don't need to bring peanut butter, and you don't need to bring ketchup. So you know, <laughs> it's uh, thank God we have a lot of stuff down here. Um, but seriously, in terms of the, of the shipping, is there anything else you mentioned before about a car? Now, to to make the decision about bringing a car. Um how, how do you make that decision because if you go on the website and I've done this there are people who will say it's a nightmare and I know people say oh it was the best move I ever made bringing my mm-hmm. card to Israel mm-hmm. so How do you make that decision? So
2: there's a four-part article on our website, and I think one of the most important things to consider is what kind of car you have. Mm -hmm. The article differentiates between what size engines you have. The government will help you make the determination based on what is allowed to be shipped here or not. But a, a very important factor is to consider, does your car exist, your car make does it exist in Israel? Do the parts exist here? Oh, for repairs. Uh, that's okay, very important, for right? for repairs and maintenance, right. uh, that's, that's a critical piece of information. Uh, a mechanic here in Israel needs to certify that your car can be serviced here in Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is still tax on bringing a car into Israel, so I really recommend reading the article. It's too detailed to go over the whole process here, but it gives you very specific guidelines for making the determination.
1: Okay, excellent. Okay, so uh, leaving, I think we've covered the shipping aspect of this. Um, So uh, next steps in terms of the actual process. so, uh, again, hopefully, if someone has the ability to make a pilot trip, so they've gone to Israel, they've checked out uh, communities, they've checked out whatever they can. Um, any in, in terms of, I, I think, well, going back to the shipping for a second, there's one thing I wanted to deal with, which is appliances. Now, you mentioned last time that there's definitely an issue of size, that uh, a lot of apartments are built to Israeli or European size, which, uh, for example, with washer-dryers, that can be much, much smaller than a Maytag or – Similar type of machine from America, um, in general, not just in terms of size, and which obviously would depend on where you're going to be, if if you know where you're going to be when you come. But um, what what is what is the advantage of bringing your own appliances to to Israel as opposed to buying them here?
2: Okay, so the appliances people generally do like to bring are american size meaning that often the european uh, washer dryers dishwashers uh, tend to be smaller Uh, where the american ones particularly like you mentioned maytag um, whirlpool they're much larger and they're powerful Mm -hmm. Uh, Fridges people tend to go both ways but if there's a particular brand that people have that they're used to then they tend to want to stay within their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the benefits that I think may be helpful is that especially, as we mentioned earlier, some people like to rent for a year before deciding to buy, is that the shipping benefit for Olim is good for three years. Mm -hmm. So you may not want to send your lift right away when it comes to appliances. You may want to send a first lift. You're entitled to up to three lifts, three shipments Mm -hmm. within a three-year period post Alia. So, while you may want to send over all your belongings right away, you may want to wait till you actually know where you're going to be living and then purchase from a 220 store as a second lift mm-hmm. with, with the appliances. That, that's an option.
1: So, you can, bring, um, you can bring up to how many lifts uh, tax free?
2: Three. Within okay. a three-year period. Within a three-year period from yes. when you become a citizen. Yes. And you're allowed to bring one of every major electrical appliance.
1: Right. Which uh, I can tell you from personal experience, it was a tremendous savings and uh, um, also because you don't have to pay tax. It, besides just saving on the cost of the machine that we wanted, um, specifically with a washer dryer, but it was uh, it definitely saved us on the taxes because we, because we brought it from the States. Um, okay. Okay. You know, we're moving ahead. We're moving down. You know, hopefully, we've made the decision. You know, to to move to a certain community. Um, we we talked about the, in in the first part of this interview. We talked about uh, the seasons of aliyah, uh, when you have to des- decide when you're going to make aliyah. Now, there's no question based on the experience that uh, we've seen from the outside and from the inside of nefesh ben that a lot of families like to make aliyah during the summer. Makes right. sense that the kids start school in the in the fall. Um, everyone is kind of like in the same boat to come in the middle of the school year might be a little more difficult but again it's there's options available all throughout the year with Nefesh and uh, the, obviously the bigger flights are in the summer um, so now we're in March um, I happen to have made Aliyah in August and I made the decision in March so it's kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> similar to our situation um, as, as all these other things have come into place uh, uh, have, have come into place where uh, you know, let's say we sold our home and everything else can you think of anything specific that would go into the um, into the process part of this discussion before you get to the airport, and before you are ready to go onto the plane? Mm-hmm. For example, one of the things that uh, you know we talked about before is the whole luggage thing and how you can only bring like you know a, f- a five-pound piece of luggage now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, when I made Aliyah, you were allowed three pieces of luggage per person. Is that still in effect?
2: That is still in effect for both our group flights and for individual flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty pounds each. If somebody joins the, our charter flights, um, which there will be two of this summer, God willing, one in July and one in August, you're allowed two pieces of luggage, but it's seventy pounds each. So it comes out right, basically and that's also a space issue same.
1: because there's so many people on those flights Correct. with uh, a lot of luggage. So, um, so you know, the fact that it's seventy pounds that makes a big difference because in essence, you're saying that I can take forty. And extra pounds, 40 pounds, extra. which
2: is almost a third piece. Right,
1: exactly. Okay, so that's very, very good to know. In terms of um, one of the things that I, I found, which was very, very important, just uh, from being on flights uh, because of Nahum, I, I went on a couple of flights to, to interview people. One of the things that really helped out was extra passport pictures. <laughs> okay. Extra
2: passport pictures um, are a definite help. We take the passport pictures because we take uh, care of the government processing, we being nefesh-benefesh, of course, for those who join group and charter flights. So the pictures are used for two zuhu two dotole, for various now, Those measurements are
1: different from an American passport, correct? Right, and
2: all of the all of the measurements <laughs> and the color backgrounds are listed on our website, and also people are sent reminderless and receive calls prior to the flights to make sure that everything is in order and I'm
1: sure if we spoke to people who've worked the flights it's inevitable (laughs) okay that somebody's and it's not even that uh, it's not the not that the families are to blame it's it could be that uh, they're just misplaced there's so many hundreds of pictures around so it's always good to have a few extra pictures in your pocket when you're getting on the plane or before you get to the flight whatever it is just in case
2: correct uh, there are a couple of just small points that, that don't uh, that don't apply to everyone but for those they do it's really critical among the many olim the thousands of olim who come every year thank god there are a great percentage of families or singles who have some uh, Israeli background mm-hmm. meaning either a spouse is Israeli or one of the parents was is Israeli uh, requires the ole him or herself to have an Israeli passport so words,
1: if you're the child of an Israeli you need an Israeli passport even correct. if you were born outside Abroad. of Israel correct very important so you're born in America your mother's Israeli she hasn't been in 25 years but you have to have an Israeli passport
2: correct and they are still entitled to their ole benefits but an Israeli passport is required the other thing is there are a lot of people who choose to bring pets Uh, For those who are doing so, I recommend reading our articles. It's very detailed on our website on bringing pets because there's paperwork uh, to be taken care of and blood tests for the pet that have to be done and... There is some time involved in that, so the sooner a person does that, the better.
1: Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Going back to the um, someone with an Israeli background, how does someone get an Israeli passport in Israel? In America. In America. <laughs> in the, Israel, I think I yeah. figured that out. Let
2: me start up in Israel if you happen to be visiting, and if you're in the States from your local Israeli consulate.
1: Okay, so that's important to know. Um, and that will hold up your Aliyah process if they find out that you are supposed to be holding uh, an Israeli passport and you don't have it. But again, remember, uh, Liz made this point. I, I think it's very important to uh, to emphasize it, that you do not lose out on benefits because you have an Israeli passport. That's not that's Correct. Not the... Okay. Um, flights. Okay, so now you're deciding or you have decided approximately when you want to go. Uh, we mentioned that in the summer, obviously, the charter flights are available if you can get on it. They're very exciting. Um, group flights have become very popular in, in Nefesh Banefesh, which is basically like what, what constitutes a group? How many people are we talking about?
2: Well, group has become a very exciting option for us. We have a group leaving, I believe, virtually every month of the year, uh, depending what month and also where the location, from from where the people are making LAS, sometimes from Los Angeles, from Toronto, Newark, New York. Uh, the groups are anywhere from 30 to 110 people. Mm -hmm. The difference between a group and charter is that a group uh, is on a regular LL flight, um, but still has nefesh b'nefesh representatives and representatives of Misrata Pneem, the Ministry of Interior, uh, but it's on a flight with other Right tourists.
1: Now, for people who are interested, Nahum Siegel was on a flight last year, and he did a show from the airport, and he covered a lot of these topics. If you go to jmnam.org, or you stay on our website, nahumsegel.com, and look in the archives, it's probably a a worthwhile show to listen to. It'll give you a good idea of what happens on the charter flights, but I believe all the different uh, processing uh, um, issues and what, what exactly happens on the plane, that was covered there. So um, we will talk about it again in the in the future um, as we get closer to the summer, um, especially when the charter flights are coming. But as Liz said, if it's a group or a charter flight, that's when the processing is done on the plane, or um, when you come back when you come off the plane. Um, group flights also have special uh, special uh, um, accommodations, as opposed to if you come individually. So you kind of. You you have that fish behind you, but it's not the same in terms of the processing.
2: Although we really want to make sure that people know what their individual options are because we recognize that people have various timelines, whether it be for work or when an Ulpan or university program begins. Maybe they have a family wedding on either side of the ocean. So Mm -hmm. we really like people to know that even your individual flights um, are mediated and booked with the, the assistance of Nefesh Benefesh. right. and right. Uh, we make sure that there's a volunteer at the airport to greet people and they can still receive all their various uh, to dot and in the beginning of their shuyot, their benefits at the airport.
1: Okay, very good. Um, you know, we can go on for hours about talking about the details of uh, of making aliyah, but uh, we're going to um, we're going to stop here in terms of the, our interview with Liz Bernstein the manager uh, of the North American Aliyah Pre-Aliyah Department here at Nefesh Benefesh. Um, Obviously, Um, nbn.org.il, LizB at (laughs) nbn.org.il, and And
2: the application can also be found on the menu bar of our website at nbn.org.il.
1: Okay, very good. Anyone has any questions can contact Liz or anyone else on the website, and uh, we thank you very much for your time.
2: Thank you. This we look e- forward to bringing you home.
1: <laughs> okay. Homeward Bound is the name of the show. <laughs> My name is Egal Siegel, and we'll be back after this message.
3: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-Aliyah, 866 4 a-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
1: Okay, we're back here with Homer Bound, and I'm very happy to welcome to our microphone our good friend Avi Silverman. Avi is in the pre Aliyah department of Nefesh Benefesh, and he is the community and education advisor for that department and for you people who want to make Aliyah. Avi, how
4: are you? Glad to be back again.
1: Okay, so we have already discussed in detail Beit Shemesh, the city of Beit Shemesh, which is growing by leaps and bounds. But I think uh, people are thinking that maybe, hey, is that Ramat Beit Shemesh, Beit Shemesh? The answer is no. There is a difference between Beit Shemesh and Ramat Beit Shemesh. So if you missed the uh, interview with Avi about Beit Shemesh, please go back to the archives and take a listen for it. Um, But right now we're going to discuss Ramat Beit Shemesh, which is a little further uh, into the Beit Shemesh region, then Beit Shemesh itself. In other words, when you get to Beit Shemesh, let's say from Jerusalem, so first it's Beit Shemesh, then Ramat Beit Shemesh, Olive? No? no
4: that's a, that's a common misconception. Uh, I'm glad we brought it up. If you're coming from Beit Shemesh, well, actually, uh, one of the things I mentioned in the last interview is that they have a new road. So if you're coming from Highway 1, the main Tel Aviv-Jerusalem highway, and you turn off on 38, which is the main road going to Beit Shemesh, there is now a new road going up to Ramat-Beit Shemesh. So you don't need to go into Beit Shemesh itself anymore. You can actually make a left and go straight up Highway 10 into Ramat-Beit Shemesh. How uh, old is that highway? It's pretty. Uh, it's about, seven, about seven months old.
1: That's it? Yep. yep. So one second. I, I, I'm confused. No, because I remember going to Ramat-Beit uh, you know, I've gone to Ramat-Beit Shemesh, and, and I've made a left into Ramat-Beit Shemesh. That's now, on
4: 38. That's 38 itself. You continued on 38.
1: Right. Okay. I went right. past Beit Shemesh. You
4: don't need to do that anymore, You go. So what do I do? You save 10 minutes of time. And right after the police station, you're going to see that there is a left. There's oh, a light where, there.
1: That's where the, the road is to Zanoah. Exactly. That leads to Ramat Beit Shemesh? Absolutely. Come I visit. I love that. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. That's good to know. So really, you're turning off before you hit Beit Shemesh. Right. You save okay. about
4: 10 minutes of time. That's great. Yeah. Okay, very so good. The, just so everyone and the listeners understand, if you were to come from Beit Shemesh itself, and the town really started with Beit Shemesh proper, um, then you would be going up what's called Nachal Hayardin, which is the main road, and you'll pass from Beit Shemesh Bet. From Beit Shemesh Bet is mostly um, transfers from the Geula Me'asharim community in Yerushalayim, mm-hmm. and they they constitute most of Ramat Beit Shemesh Bet. It's that type of community. Okay. So if you're looking for a very uh, strong uh, Israeli Haredi community, that would be Bet. We, we have very few Olim who actually have that option. Okay. Most of the Olim who we know when we talk about Ramat Beit Shemesh are talking about Ramat Beit Shemesh Aleph. And that's a continuation of how You get to Aleph. Right now, they're opening up. There's about 20 families currently living in Ramat Beit Shemesh Gimel. Uh, most of the families wind up moving in during the summer, but they're actually families who moved in within uh, the past month to Ramape Chemish Gimel. Remape Chemish Gimel also has an Aleph and Bet or a Chad Shtaim. Okay. So when you talk about Ramape Chemish Gimel, right now they're building a chad and they're already digging the ground for Shtayim. But that's not the end. There's also Ramapet Shemish Dalid. And Ramaphe Chemesh Hay, which we built within the next 10 years. So, in total, the whole Beit Shemesh area will have around 220,000 residents, which is up from the 90,000 that it currently has. So, that's how it's structured. If you're coming in the back road from Sorhadasa, you will first hit Ramaphe Chemesh Aleph, and then you'll be able to see the Gimels on your left hand side, and then Dalit and Hay. So, that's the structure. Ramaphe Chemesh Aleph also has a lot of a development that's being currently uh, dug out, uh, if you've heard of Mishka Fayim, if you've heard of Ganeha Ha'ilah, Rabbi Gottlieb's community, um, if you've heard of Mem Shalosh, which is a whole new Dati Lumi community coming through Ramat Shemesh Aleph, those are the three main developments that are happening in Ramat Aleph, offering really hundreds of new residencies within Aleph. Gimel itself will have uh, its own series of uh, shops and restaurants and stores, as well as housing. I can't tell you what the population will be because we only have 20 families that moved in, but it is slated to be also an all-Orthodox neighborhood, very much like Ramah Bechemish Aleph. That's different than Shemesh. When we talk about the Anglos in Shemesh, they are part of a larger um, mosaic of, of residents who live in Beit Shemesh proper. Uh, when you talk about Ramat Beit Shemesh Olive, and that's our focus, you're talking about an all-orthodox community. So you're talking about um, w- people who are modern, 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 and you're talking about people who are Israeli, a very strong Bene Brock community. Um, that community, the Olive community, lives very much in Shavva and in peace and harmony. Um, there's also Ramat Shiloh, which is this distinguished neighborhood within Ramat Pechemesh Aleph. And that's where the, <laughs> excuse me, the Lev HaTorah Yeshiva, which your readers may know about, listeners may know about Lev HaTorah. So Lev HaTorah is in Ramat Shiloh. That's
1: kind of the, uh, the center of the community, I think. No, was not Ramat Shiloh built around Lev HaTorah in essence? Correct.
4: And stands for Ramat Shiloh, stands for Shkunat Yeshivat Lev HaTorah. Oh, that's what that. the Shiloh stands for. <laughs> okay, And um, that's Rav uh, Mori Boaz, Boaz Mori. Uh, so that that is basically the 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 cons- the, the consistency of uh, Ramapetchemesh of Shemesh Aleph. There is a central shopping center, which is important to know within Shemesh Aleph, right. so that really, if there's any uh, shopping that you have from food, clothing, housewares, electronics, gifts, what giftwares, it's all within Shemesh Aleph. Ramat Beit Shemesh Aleph also has all of the different health clinics that you need and that's important to note that whether you're coming with children, if you need special needs, they have a center for special needs Mm -hmm. Um, if you are a senior citizen they have Mm -hmm. a center for seniors, so anything that you need within (laughs) the gamut of your family's life is in Ramat Beit Shemesh Aleph
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, you you mentioned in uh, the previous interview about Beit Shemesh that the uh that the municipality hires an uh, hired an aliyah coordinator.
4: Tammy Amalia.
1: Okay, so is she also in charge of Ramat Bechemesh? She's yes, in charge of the entire area. Okay, that's yes. good to know. Also, yes. Um, in terms of when you mentioned health centers, so will Ramat Bechemesh Gimel and Dalit and Hay have their own, uh, you know, doctors' offices and stuff? Yes. Also? So have okay. their own
4: coupons. There's actually the fire department is moving up to Ramat Bechemesh Aleph. The police department will be moving up, and they have uh, plans to build a uh, small. Um, a critical care uh, health unit within mm-hmm. uh, within Beit Shemesh Aleph. Uh, if your listeners are familiar with Terem, Terem is in Beit Shemesh. The distance, just so we you know we're talking about, the distance between Beit Shemesh and Ramah Beit Shemesh Aleph is around a seven-minute drive. And there are buses right. that go constantly between those, uh, cabs that go between those with uh, fixed fares in terms of stops along the way. Um, it's important for your listeners to know about the schools. Uh, Ramat Beit Shemesh offers um, again; it's only for Orthodox. Right. So they offer uh, they offer dati education, which right. is for the modern Orthodox community, and they have chardal education, charedi dati lumi, the Ava Israel School. They have Opanot, which are girls' high schools. They have boys' d'shiva uh, tichon high schools offering both secular and religious studies within the school day, a traditional American day school type of education. They have chadarim for those who are looking for a more Haredi education right. for English speakers. Um, they also have an innovation of schools that offer uh, a more Haredi approach to the Lamude Kodesh, but with a Ministry of Education curricular. So your kids are getting the Misrata secular education, <coughs> but with the hashkafa of a more Haredi Population. And that's also a new approach. And there are constantly new schools that are opening. There's going to be a school called Arzel Levanon, which is slated to open up next year. It's a yeshiva katana, which is also going to have not only secular subjects, but also life skills for ah. the boys. So there's a lot of innovation that's happening in the educational system. Uh, there are tutoring programs for children for after school in terms of English, in terms of homework. There's an English speaking library. So, really, you can find everything you need within Ramap Beit <coughs> In terms of housing, you have everything from two bedroom apartments to five bedroom apartments. You have semi detached homes. You have apartments with large gardens. And you have custom designed homes. Uh, price range is about 20% higher than Beit Shemesh. So, uh,
1: that's good to know. So, 20% higher Has, is that a recent development? Have you seen? There's, is that because of so many people are moving in, or that the prices were set higher from the beginning?
4: From the beginning, are the
1: houses bigger in Ramat Peishemish? Are they nope. Are they different style?
4: Not, ne- not necessarily. Just be when the community opened, the price range opened at a higher at a higher. Ceiling. So that
1: applies also to the new areas as well that you
4: so see. So Mishka Fayim, and Ganerla and Memshalosh will also have higher pricing. Right. When Ramat Chimish Gimel first opened, so they were offering three bedroom apartments within 800, 900,000 shekels, but you won't be able to get that anymore. You're going to be back to the 1.1, 1.2 million for standard three bedroom. And then something nice will be 1.3, 1.4 million okay. for three bedrooms.
1: All right. Well, that's Chemish and uh, we thank Avi Silverman again for his time and uh, for giving us uh, an insight into the Ramat Chemish community. Again, Silverman at nbn.org.il is the way to get in touch with Avi directly. If you have questions about Ramat Chemish, Beit other areas which we'll be discussing in the future, uh, please give him, uh, send him your questions, any questions that you might have. Avi will be happy to answer. Avi, thank you for your time. My pleasure. And uh, this is Homeward Bound with Egal Sigo We'll be back right after this message.
3: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-Aliyah, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
0: And each day looks the same to me, assembly lines and factories, and every stranger's face I see reminds me that I long to be homeward oh, bound. I wish I was...
1: And that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound here on the Nachum Siegel Network. This show is sponsored by our good friends at Ephesh Benefesh nbn.org.il or 866-4-Aliyah 866 the number 4 and A-L-I-Y-A-H You can be in touch with me Yigal Siegel at Yigal Y-I-G-A-L at NachumSiegel.com Ask me any questions you want, any uh, interest that you have in any type of uh, specific guest that you want, any type of specific discussion here on Homeward Bound, let us know. Once again, this is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound here in the Nachum Siegel Network, and thank you so much for listening.
3: dreamt of moving to israel and establishing a brand new life in the holy land it's time to call nefesh Benefesh 866-4-aliyah 866 the number 4 a-l-i-y-a-h or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to israel nbn.org.il that's the nefesh Benefesh website head there now nbn.org.il
0: Where my destiny waits silently for me Tonight I'll sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend Mm. But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me I wish I was homeward bound, home to Yerushalayim, home where my heart is lying, home where but my destiny, destiny waits silently for me, silently for